You alright? Yes. You alright? I'll just finish up some preparations for today. You've done everything you need to do? Maybe. What do you mean? Uh, well, I didn't manage to do the one second edition stuff. So you're telling me that you've got nothing prepared? Well, it's not particularly an easy thing to do. Nor is my job. And I think that if you spent a day in my shoes, you would understand just how difficult it is for me to have to edit all the time. <sighs> Fuck's sake. Look, like, let's just get past it, all right? Let's just, let's just do the fucking synchronizing clap and see where we go from there, okay? Okay. Three, two, one. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat thunder. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with horrendous sound generic beat. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat thunder. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat thunder. Welcome to Always an Adventure Podcast with Sam and Alex. I'm Alex, I think. And I've never been so uncertain as to who I am. I think I'm Sam. So I'm guessing by what's happened, it appears to be opposites day. This means, I guess, that I will be doing swipeys, music and clutter, and you'll be doing story time and other such script reads, which is evidently brilliant at everybody. Yes, aren't I? How long have you had that shirt? You bought it for me for one of my birthdays. <laughs> Clearly my memory is terrible. So it seems to be that it's my birthday soon. Or is it your birthday? Why not our birthday? It's like Freaky Friday, but it's something got lost in translation where I'm still technically me and you're still technically you, but our responsibilities have changed. It's more of a confused Tuesday. Well, this is going to be either one of the best episodes we've ever done or more likely a complete fucking train wreck <laughs> or a Venga bus wreck. When two buses collide, the only thing that comes out <laughs> of it is juices and sauce. Breaking uh, news, Alex. What's Breaking this? news. Breaking news. Proceeding at great pace towards another bus. Breaking yes, news. Yes, except for it's a massive boy that's washed up <laughs> on the shore <laughs> again. Another massive boy, yes. There's a follow-on for the previous massive boy. Massive boy two. Electric boogaloo. He's in search for his uh, long-lost brother who went onto the mainland to do shenanigans with the children or something. Boy shenanigans. Moving on from a massive boy to a massive galoot. Yeah. Our first question comes from Retis. How many birthdays should a pig have? Perhaps enough so that he can't blow out all the candles on his cake in one go. What is the lung capacity of your average pig? From the size of a pig, about that of a human's. But what if it's a pig with asthma? And you are depriving it, it's in of itself, depriving itself of its own longevity because it's got asthma and it's a fucking pig. It's not how many could it have, but how many should it have. That's, there's some kind of enforced limitation on pig birthdays. In my situation, what you're doing is you're encouraging them to stay fit and healthy. If they're asthmatic, then clearly they were designed to become bacon sooner than the others. I think um, pigs' lives should be celebrated each and every day, though the expense of throwing a party for all those pigs would be astronomical. <laughs> like if they actually had a birthday party. But maybe don't breed so many for food and then you won't have to throw so many parties. So you really just... It's your fault, people who love bacon. But of all of the stupid things we've done throughout the, the course of history, written and unwritten, throwing birthday parties for pigs is probably one of the least stupid things we've done. The fewest stupidest things. Unfortunately, Alex, you're right. <laughs> Humanity is so fucking dumb that throwing a birthday party for a swine is actually not quite God tier, but definitely 
quite high up on the tier of things that are not stupid. And also on somewhat related lines, Shakira, of all people, got attacked by a wild boar. What, recently? Yes, or recently. She didn't seize the hog. The hog seized her, yeah. Wild boars are terrifying. They're massive as well. Or them tusks. <sighs> it's the amount of tusks proportionate to how old the boar is so like a third i don't even know if they've reached 32 years old but that's a terrifying face they just get larger like a fish talking about aging things you can tell how old an alligator is or a crocodile because of the it has growth rings in its bones very good i thought you were going to say by how many teeth they have <laughs> they just keep growing a new row of teeth every 10 years so like just... a shark they can grow new teeth yeah as they get older the process gets slower but they can replace their teeth right anyway anyway going back to <laughs> Go back to like pigs. throwing parties for animals and things yeah. like that. I'd quite like to go to a pig's birthday party, actually. But I bet there's loads of food there. It's, it's, it's going to be an abundance plate. It might be served in a trough, but... Or you just know. scattered across the ground. They eat things like apples and onions. Don't take them and throw them off the top of a car park. Just eat them. They're only for consumption. These are not throwing onions. Yeah. High-speed, low-drag onion. <laughs> and also, the dress code would be very relaxed, I should imagine, at a pig's birthday party. If you're sufficiently <laughs> bristly, I'm sure that you'd fit right in. And everyone gets to go to sleep wherever they like. It sounds like some human birthdays I've been to, actually. So <laughs> it's not, not too lot, far away. Not a lot of difference between, yeah, some field-based parties we've been to. Oh, wasps trying to get into the window. Ha ha, I closed it, you bastard. Anyway, Technology sorry. Um, beats you, wasp. How would you know when it's a wasp's birthday? It's, it's not like you can ask them, but you could always maybe tell by how drunk they are. They celebrate the end of servitude as their birthday, and it goes on for way longer than the day, I'm sure. That was a very apt question, not saying that Alex is a pig, but you've seen the Halloumi Tower. Can we celebrate your birthday as pigs? As pigs. Fancy dress. I actually pigs. have a pig mask. Well then, there we go. <laughs> well then. The stars have aligned. <laughs> Let's get ready to have the sweatiest face you've ever had. Speaking of fucking sweaty faces, watch my face sweat as I try and do Facebook swiping McDoodads this week. So, I have several, and I'm just bear with me, or... Hog with me while I try and figure out which ones I'm going to subject you to. Good. Would you like six square meters of turf, Alex? Free. I only need five. That's in good condition. Free. Good. Free as the wind blows. Free as the grass grows. Look at the state of it. <laughs> it's not like cut and rolled. It's just chunks Locked. of turf that's just been taken out of somebody's garden. Well, at least it's free, but good luck trying to put that back into your garden after it travels in your car or whatever. <laughs> Please, help, come, help yourself. Enjoy the turf. Lay it upon your chest. Feel like you are the Mother Earth. Does the sign come with it as well? High quality. It looks like someone's taken a crayon to a bit of paper. They did the classic thing where they didn't account for the amount of space that they needed, so the last two letters are kind of squished. squished. And the, yeah. F, the F is taking up like 40% of the real estate there. <laughs> like... Yeah. No, they didn't really think about it, did they? Would you like another? Please. Would you like a bin bag of boys two to three, a medium bag of boys three to four? <laughs> so many boys. In a bin bag, specifically. <laughs> I think, yeah, co collection should be done by the police because a murder has occurred. <laughs> or several murders. There's, there's been a m m m murder. They, they call, call it murder. murder. Massive boys. Uh, it's not a massive boys. I think, well, you know, you can get different size bin bags, but I don't think a bin bag that exists is big enough for whole boys. Unless they're very, very small. Small boys. Anyway, I'm just stalling while I get the next one out. Alex, we're getting older now, so uh, would you be interested in learning more about collagen? Sure. There's not even a link. There's just, uh, on the actual post, it's just, anybody interested in learning about collagen? And I guess like, citrus fruit is the most closely related to collagen. Pondering face, sparkly heart. 
as well. Do enjoy whatever this is inferring you do of collagen. You put it in your face to make your face not old looking anymore. Or do you put it in your lips to make your lips really horribly voluptuous? Like, <laughs> and then you can't do anything like drink or, or sleep or eat or mow the lawn or pick up free turf. <laughs> Why do you need your lips to mow the lawn? <laughs> I need them to manipulate the mower. Just grabbing onto it with your lips, not your teeth, just your lips. Like, yeah. Rubik's cubes aren't going to solve themselves. You use a mouth to solve a Rubik's cube? No, my hands. Oh, right. You big dummy. <laughs> My apologies. I thought we were still talking about lips. What about if you put collagen in your hands and it would numb your hands and increase the challenge of Rubik's Cube solving? Yeah, you could have really, really puffy fingers. The plumpest of hands. Like sausages or courgettes. Free courgettes. They're free. All them zooks. They look pretty good, actually. I'd have some of them. They look like they're on an actual shelf somewhere in a shop, though. Like, they just gone to a shop and go, yep, free courgettes. Yeah, if you're happy to go nicking, they're free. If you're happy to nick them, free courgettes. <laughs> we shouldn't clap ever again. We might switch into the bodies of hogs or something. I don't know what's going to happen next time. Uh, a wild Gary appears. Well, at what point would you ever need that many courgettes if you were feeding... Ah, if you were throwing a birthday party for a pig. Yeah, I'm sure they'd have, they'd have a wonderful time scoffing on them. Zooks. Would you like one more? No context, because I, I really don't know. I, I genuinely have no... Just... Just... just <laughs> free. <laughs> just free. <laughs> what are they, Alex? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> I think there's some sort of adapter for a device that plugs into something. But there's no... There is no context. They're all very slightly different as well, these. I, I was trying to think for ages. I didn't really want to look it up. To, I didn't want to spoil the mystery. But just at first glance, I have no idea what that could specifically be for other than, like you say, an adapter for something. Just free. No context. Absolutely no context. Free collection, no. though. <laughs> free collection. Turn up and just say, hand them over. Now, uh, pick a number between one and three. Seven. You can't choose seven. Two. You get the haunted grandfather clock <laughs> with really horrible jam on the lens. Does it do with chines? Ch <laughs> A one condition. Does it always sit on the wall sideways? Is that part of its hauntedness? Yeah, it actually <laughs> defies gravity. It just sits up on the wall sideways. They've got so much jam on their lens. It just looks like they've taken it in Silent Hill. It, yeah, it's fog posting. It's not. Yeah, that's so, so misty. I want that misty chin clock in my <laughs> a big, conspicuous timepiece. A1 yes. condition, though. How close was this to you? I have no idea where that, how close Rushton is to you. Those were my Facebook swipey McDoodads for this week. I did it. For the first and hopefully last time Congratulations. Ever. <laughs> I'm sure you have the same thing when you're trying to look for them. Go through a sea of like used mattresses, boilers and oddly specific scams. Like, would you like to earn £317.64 a day? All you have to do is put a sticker on your bumper. I tend to not see too many of the scams, but a lot of dross that's not particularly interesting. Russian's not particularly close or one could say local to you, but no. we all have something local to us that's news. Maybe. Local news for local people. Ants are discovered in an unopened box after eight months. This is by Sam Williams. Williams, Williams. <laughs> a box containing 250 individually tubed ants were discovered after being left unopened for eight months. Now I get it. Yes. A lot of callback or forward reference. Amazingly, some of the ants were still alive and have now found a new home after being rescued. Ah. Oh my God. They would have survived by eating each other. 
No, they're individually tubes, so there's one ant per tube. <laughs> How in the fuck did they survive? No idea. Like deep hibernation? Jesus. Mysterious box was opened earlier this month by a company in Folkestone, which buys unclaimed boxes from delivery companies. But staff got a surprise when they found around 250 ants, all placed individually in small clear tubes. Concerned for the insect's health, they immediately contacted the RSPCA. <laughs> Excuse me, I have 250 individually tubed ants. Look, <laughs> behold, this box of ants, what do I do with it? They're like, don't fucking call us, go away. <laughs> RSPCA Folkestone Branch's welfare officer Lucy Smith visited. Miss Smith said it was a very confusing one for me. The company in Folkestone buys unclaimed packages and it can take them a few months to open them. We noticed that the posting label said January. There was a little bit of tissue in each tube, probably soaked with something, which I think had been sustaining the ants. We don't know what species they were, whether they were from this country or somewhere else. I called so many people to try and find help for the ants. Help my ants! We wanted to give them a chance. Miss Smith made several calls to insect experts and eventually found a man from Thanet via the British Vet Association's website. I didn't realise there's so many people that were, one, interested in the welfare of ants, and two, could be considered an ant specialist. You'd be very, very surprised. In fact, as a slight aside, when I was doing research for assets to use for the advert that just went out, I discovered that there's a whole community of bus enthusiasts that take pictures of local buses, and that's their whole thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I guess it's very similar to train spotters. Personally, I can not think of anything more dull than going around taking pictures of public transport. <laughs> it doesn't... People like it. It doesn't interest me so much. Ms. Smith said he was on his way within an hour of them speaking to come and see the ants. So someone clearly interested in the welfare of these ants. She said, apparently it is quite common to send ants in the post as people set up ant farms. Arrangements have now been made for the surviving ants to be looked after by a keeper from Longleaf Safari Park. So we get to go see the ants where they put them on display? Quite possibly, yeah. I want to see the display ants. I want them to tell this. I want a Netflix 10-part documentary series about the 250 individually tubed ants and their journey to Longleat. There was a follow-on article of, well, if someone can buy a box of... 250 individually tubed ants on eBay. What can we buy? But it was not a very good article, so I didn't include it. It was more of a clickbaity article that said, uh, keep tuned in or something and we'll tell you what we found. I can't be asked to, to oh, dig no. through the website to find all their bullshit, so I didn't. My life is not a series of fetch quests. I'm playing Dying Light at the moment, and there's some really good missions, and then there's some other, go get these binoculars from this area. Why? Get them yourself, you fucking jeb. Try some of the procedurally generated missions on, like, Assassin's Creed. This is so bullshit because the AI forum is proper wonky because it will just pick random bits of dialogue to put in there. I'm a random person on the street. Go kill these people in a boat. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm a humble grocer got with a dark past. Got to murder people on a boat. I would do it, but I'm too busy being a humble grocer. So. See these cabbages? They'll escape if I don't look after them. Well... That is kind of weird, having ants in your old... Uh... In fact, it's the sort of place that you know, you'd have in Paranormal's Curios, and in fact do. I'm quite interested in the whole, who sets up ant farms? It's kind of just a curiosity thing. You kind of just look at it and then watch the, the colony do their thing. It's just kind of, this is what people used to do before TV, and it's a holdover. <laughs> there must be something more to an ant farm than just watching them. We'll do some research and report back. Why ant farm popular? Anyway, so yes, my local news, it inspired the advert that we just put out, in fact. <laughs> and it is, 
from Left Line magazine. Quality journalism. It was written on July the 23rd by Lilith Hudson. A look inside That Weird Shop. The name of the shop, That Weird Shop? It is indeed That Weird Shop. <coughs> Just doing what you normally do. <coughs> weird and wonderful. The best way to describe the recent addition to Snenton's shopping scene. That Weird Shop. We spoke with shop owner Zero about opening a business during a pandemic. Zero, not his given name, I guess. <laughs> no, I think he took that from the Smashing Pumpkins. His ambitious expansion of stores and why we should all embrace a bit of weirdness in our lives. Walking into that weird shop on a sunny Friday afternoon is a bit like walking into the Adams Family Mansion. A demonic doll stares me in the face, skulls lie in the display cabinets and a coffin takes pride of place in the centre of the shop floor. The peculiarity is captivating. It's like one of those situations where you want to look away, but you just can't. Curiosity takes the better of you. It's kind of like doing any research for this podcast, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> complete hmm. fucking car crash research. Like, why? why? Of course, a shop like this wouldn't exist without eccentric owner. Zero is better known locally as a musician, but now has the added title of That Weird Shop's Proprietor. He enthusiastically guides me around his treasure trove of trinkets. One of the first things I notice is the sheer amount of everything. Stuff is literally piled from floor to ceiling. I didn't want to open up an empty shop. Yeah, but there's a difference between that and just piling, piling everything. <laughs> yeah, there's a point where you have too much. He goes on to say, the worst thing you could do is go into a shop and wonder where everything is. The shop prides itself in selling unique original items. Where else would you expect to find a two-headed Teletubby bag? Where indeed? Perinobles curios. We want to do our best to find someone the things that they don't know they want yet. This certainly the place to come if you're stuck for gift ideas. Display cabinets house handmade leather purses, personalised pyrography gifts and a personal favourite, a 3D printed Chewbacca mug made to fit a beer can. Good. The perfect gift for Father's Day. Is it? It seems a bit superfluous to have some sort of beer can holder. Surely your hands are sufficient or the table. But what if the can's too cold or too wet to want to put it directly into your hand or onto your nice table and you don't have coasters for some reason? Yeah, I could see a lot of practical workarounds that don't involve having a fucking Chewbacca mug to hold a beer can, yep. which is designed to hold liquid anyway. Let's get on with the article. Zero eagerly shows me their range of vintage and handmade collectibles. Doctor Who, Star Wars, Transformers, Power Rangers. Ha Avengers. Handmade, so possibly <laughs> yeah. really awful. The whole shebang. I'm led over to what he calls his horror section. Gargoyles, spell bottles and ojo boards. <laughs> ojo board work. <laughs> Line the shelves. It's like Ariel the Mermaid's secret grotto, but with a spooky twist. I don't know. I think her secret grotto was weird anyway. She used to have like combs. and <laughs> Who finds a comb and picks it up and then puts it in their room? I mean, I know, on, right? It's just fucking odd it's behind the chicken <laughs> of course it is where's my co it's behind the chicken of behind the chicken is, in the front of the hog by the shop counter is that weird shop's take on a fun fair classic the unlucky dip prizes include a cd jewelry dv dvd not dvds just dvd one, one, DV, <laughs> one giant dvd and a comic i tentatively ask what's so unlucky about it Half expected a severed finger to be thrown into the mix. It could be anything. That's the unlucky side of it, Zero explains. You could get a Rodan Keating record in there if you're on Metalhead. You might be a Metalhead that likes Ronan Keating. What? I mean, I don't. I think life is a roller coaster and you just got to ride it. So 
You ride life or life rides you like a roller coaster. Really slowly, like round in a circle. You're just, oh, my stomach, my yum bag. <laughs> Sloshing. Zero isn't just setting up an independent business of his own. He's supporting other small businesses too. Lots of the gifts in the cabinets are from independent sellers, such as Deviant Angel, who sell alternative curios that fit right into Zero's shop. He plans to support the local music scene too by offering to sell band tees, CDs and other merch. It doesn't stop at gimmicky gizmos either. As a musician, Zero stocks instruments and records are plenty. We have a full range of electric and acoustic instruments, amplification, drum kits, all aimed at the second-hand sustainable market. Most of his stuff is revamped or recycled by him. Fixing up and clearing old instruments, Zero gives them a new lease of life and sells them at affordable prices. I'm led to a second room out the back. Oh, this sounds sinister. <laughs> Complete with a football table and Mortal Kombat machine. We are the only place in town where you can come and play Mortal Kombat free of charge. He hopes to hold some gaming competitions in the future. It's quite specific because there's yeah, probably other places just to Mortal Kombat, but free because you can go to, probably yeah. go to other places and play Mortal Kombat. Brewdog have a PlayStation One set up. I think they might have Mortal Kombat. When you get out of the house, you just want to sit down and play a video game. Our conversation inevitably turns to the struggles involved with opening a business during a pandemic. In fact, the day we speak only marks that weird shop's 90th day being open. The shop originally opened its doors last September as Zero's birthday gift to himself. Alas, COVID meant they were forced to close for the first four months of the year. I ask how business has been since restrictions were lifted. It's been a bit slow, but I think people are still hesitant to spend money or come outside. Despite all the challenges life has thrown, Zero now has a new venture on the horizon. He's expanding his business to open two more branches, one down the road in Mansfield and one further afield in Leeds. The store in Mansfield is tucked away in the arcade treasure chest within Handley Arcade. The shop in Leeds is due to open Wednesday the 1st of September. I have to tell Zero how much I respect his ambition. Opening a startup business isn't easy at the best of times, let alone within the midst of a pandemic. Go big or don't bother. That's the way I play it, he says confidently. Sometimes life throws opportunities and you have to take them. Sometimes life pitches onions at your car and you mistake them for a load of apples. Besides the element of intrigue that entices customers to his shop, there's a profundity in the way Zero is so welcoming in the more unconventional among us. If you're a bit odd or strange, it's a safe place for you to come. Everyone's accepted here. There is no demographic or sense of you look like that, so we don't like you. Everyone can come here. With that, Zero really hits the nail on the head. In all honesty, I admit that a lot of the stuff in the shop isn't my style, but I still find the cutest pair of miniature doll earrings that I just can't resist purchasing. They have some less out there ones too, like the little Stegosaurus earrings, which give you a bit of an edge without drawing too much attention. So edgy, I'm wearing Stegosaurus earrings. I am a Stegosaurus. <laughs> Why not come on down, take a look for yourself, whether it's pin-up, rockabilly dresses, punky leather jackets, or crocheted nipple badges. Yes, you heard that right. There really is something here for everybody. Tired of walking on two legs? Fed up with opposable thumbs? Is your flaccid jumbag carrier no longer getting your creative juice flowing? Need to fight the invasion of mind-controlling slug aliens and find guns just too obvious? Then come join us at Uncle P's Creature Converter Stations and experience what it's like to be an animal friend. Burrow fast as the naked mole rat! Swung like the majestic ocean sunfish! Rustle up a fine meal as a white ibis! Howl as the proboscis monkey! And so many more, we can't even list them all! Narrow to run to touch up some unsuspected animal in a guaranteed overly humid warehouse you swear never existed until today. Uncle P's Creature Converter. Touch an animal. 
become a friend. I've got a bit of a sad postscript. This is the one I was intending to visit myself, only to find that it closed its doors less than a month after the article was published because it went out of business. Oh, come on. But they still have one in Mansfield and one in Leeds, so maybe one day I'll go to one of those, but, you know. Until then. Until then, we always have Perinobles Curios. So I was looking forward to taking some time to visit that weird place, that weird shop. So was I. I guess the weird shop would be quite an interesting place to, you know, uh, buy gifts for people. And on that line, Ginger Bean asks, what's the best birthday present you've ever received? We need to define what the word best means here, because I have received some genuinely cracking presents that are functionally useless. <laughs> Whilst others have been vital, but not exactly like, wait, look at this showy, like a Pyrex jug for Christmas, which I use to microwave my beans. But since about the age of 18, I'd say, I valued presents above presents, if you know what I mean, like the presents of my friends rather than things to hold and go, ooh, fun. You can hold your friends. You can hold your friends and there's nothing wrong with that as long as you get their consent. To that end, my 21st birthday was probably the best present I've ever received on my birthday because we planned to have a barbecue and a camp out in the back garden, but June 2007 was the wettest June on record <laughs> and it pissed it down to the point where people were like, well, I'm not doing that. And my parents made all the barbecue items in the oven Ovened. and then we fucked off to the pub. My parents had ordered a disco and they had kicked the pub out with like disco pretty much. I was like, fucking what? This is mental. And they put a massive tab behind the bar, which we maxed out almost immediately. And I dread to think how much my parents actually spent on everyone's booze. Very few people paid for their own drinks that night. Can't remember much past 11 p.m. But apparently people were holding me up because I was falling over. On the... I had two drinks in my hand at any one time. I was just falling over. People were just pulling me up by my shirt going, what? I woke up in the morning and I had somebody had sprinkled loads of scotch eggs and peanuts on me, like some kind of drunken buckaroo prank. And I just rolled over and squished scotch eggs into my mattress. Yum. Then I went downstairs and found like loads of my mates had passed out in the, the living room and in my parents had a camper van outside. I was like, shit. And then so we went around my mate's house and partied for another 24 hours. <laughs> and then I tried a third consecutive day, but my body was like, nope. And I got a really bad fever. It was like, no, no more alcohol. It's going into your system. So I went home defeated. I laid down on my bed and then my pillow felt weird. So I grabbed whatever was under it and it was a leaked bottle of famous grouse that i thought i'd lost <laughs> so i was just like this is the best birthday ever so yeah that was probably the best present i've ever had it was my 21st birthday so there we go what about you it's difficult to think of real specifics here i guess i just have a faulty memory for nice things but yeah the, when when a present feels like it was thoughtful something that has like significance relevance to uh, like a particular time or place or something i always always feel yeah. like yeah, that's good. You you don't need to buy me anything like that's got particular value, because the value really is in the the thought you put behind it. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, that's behind ninety percent of the gifts that I get you. <laughs> Cheers for the, for the. My fingers still hate you because of the fucking stars in that bloody bag. No, it was in the card. Don't worry, the card has no glittery stars. It better you not. Know, I still keep finding them in this house, even though <laughs> I wasn't in this house when I gave you them. <laughs> it's, just, it's like sand. It's just moved over. Otherwise, I'm going to insert them up uh, between your eyelids and your eyeballs. You're not going to... Oh, you know, goody. Yeah. yeah. As a child, probably was my PlayStation when I got that for Christmas once. Oh, fucking mint. Yeah, oh, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, that was, that was good. 
Well, that started you a lifelong gaming obsession. Oh, it started before then, but it's like, fuck me, I've got a PlayStation now. Yes, I did it. I won being, at, what, you like 10 at the time? I can't remember. Maybe a little older. I was 22 at the time. <laughs> PlayStation 1 at 22. Yes, finally. Finally. It's not even come back around to being retro yet at that point. <laughs> it's just old. Mm. <laughs> now it's definitely retro. I've got a PS2 down here. It's not part of my clutter or anything. It's just there. Just telling you it exists. Parties and PlayStations. That's what we love here at Awards of Adventure. Just getting horribly drunk and playing games. Sitting <sighs> on the floor, eating sugar puffs, directly out of the box and playing Ape Escape. Wow, that's very specific. <laughs> Directly out the box, no yeah, milk. No milk, no milk. Ain't got time for milk. Yeah, don't, no, need, you don't want to get your. If you're gonna eat away. it with your hands, clearly you don't mm. want milk. Well, if you had milk, you could drink it like a a lumpy milkshake. Like some sort of yeah, gravelly soup. Speaking of gravelly soup, <laughs> so I much grit. My Small, short sections of grit. Small, like tiny sections of grit. Let's see if I can make this. What's that tune one second edition work for me this week? Yeah. This is going to work so well. We didn't test this, did we? The only way that I can think of doing it is to take my microphone out, put it near my laptop speakers and play the tune to you like that. Welcome to Always an Adventure podcast where we don't fucking do anything properly. All right, now we've got uh, <laughs> the very, very professional setup that totally works and is so good. Here's the first one. You ready? No, <laughs> go for it. We, we, we started you off, I hope, quite easy. <laughs> what is it, Alex? <laughs> Push it to the limit. Yes, it is. It Well done. Welcome to the limit. That was Paul Engerman, oh. Scarface, Push It to the Limit. Hey. Are you ready for number two? I guess I am. What's the name of it? Can you remember the name, at least the band? Uh, it's not Fintroll, is it? It is Fintroll, yeah. and the, the track name is called Elitres? L-E-L? I can't fucking do it. This is the sound of it, anyway. Well done. That's uh, two for two right there. Number three. Oh, God. <laughs> Can I have that again? You better fucking get this. Is it something Devon's done? No. I didn't particularly hear it that well. I'm not sure what it is. I've been really horrible because I've cut it halfway through a scream as well. <laughs> so this is, this is where it gets difficult. The difficulty spike is real at this point. Mm, no, I don't know. Final answer, you don't know? Yep. It is This Is Hell by Praetor. That's one of yours, that is. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Now, I hope you can hear this one because it's quite quiet. But uh, here we go. I could barely hear that. If I gave you like a, a second more, you would have got it as well. <laughs> I'm going to be nice to you and I'm going to give you a bit more. I can actually hear it that time. It's, uh, well, it's Opeth, isn't it? What song? It's not More or something, is it? Yes, it's The More by Opeth. Nice. 
yeah, compared to your voice, that is so quiet. I've got to be honest, I don't know exactly where the speakers are on this laptop. I think they're like here and here, but I'm just kind of pointing in the, <laughs> the general direction of the speakers. All right, so well done. You got that one. Okay, you ready for this one? This one's going to be difficult as well. That just sounds like noise. Exactly. This isn't the intro to this song. It's about two thirds of the way through, by the way. Before you, one would say the drop. <sighs> sounds like like an industrial fridge. I, I, I have no idea what that sounds like. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. It's Blessed Be by Spirit Box uh, before she gets to the screamy bit, which goes like this. <laughs> did a really devious thing and i just fucking like chose like the most obscure bit from that okay uh, are you ready for the final one this is for all the beats fuck's <laughs> 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 sake what the hell is that <laughs> no no can't think what it is it is the Clown Laughs and Cries by <laughs> Kipfest. <laughs> oh, God's sake. <laughs> right, would you like a bonus round, Alex? The bonus round for all the beans. Sure, if I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking blown out. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. Halfway through a word again. Yeah. Just, I told you I'd get you back, Alex. It's the problem with trying to find one second that actually makes any sense at all. If I chose the intro, it would have been way too obvious. So I did not choose the intro. This is, again, just before the drop. And uh, I'll give you a clue. It's a cover of a popular pop music song. It's the only one in here that is a cover, in fact. It's going to be something meme and stupid, isn't it? For chance have you rickrolled me here? No. Oh. I've not rickrolled. It's, it's more localised to us, I think. Think back to Bloodstock, perhaps. It's, it's at the tip of your brain. I can see you working it out. No, I was thinking Santa is real. That's all I can think of. Put me out of my misery. It's Backstreet's Back, all right, by Blind Witness. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, so, so there we so go. If Five Finger Death Punch did a cover of Backstreet Boys. I, I found several versions of uh, that and it, they just weren't metal enough. And I was just like, I want something really sort of... And I found that a really bad, low quality version only on YouTube. That's not even on fucking Spotify. <laughs> like, nice. There you go. That was the hackiest fucking way of doing it. But we did it. One second edition over a telephone. That was even more challenging. Well... Sorry, Alex, your job is difficult and I appreciate you more for it. <laughs>
All the more. How many did you get? Three. Oh no! I, f I didn't do the fucking forfeit! Are you ready for the fucking bullshit sounds that this will make? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> listen to that metal horrible that's what we go with and i didn't actually go as bad as i thought and you got three yeah you, you, three. you were easy on me sort of i feel it would have been easier if we'd actually had a loop back set up but um if i ever do this again then i'll i'll certainly consider that so well done alex you did better than i did most times that i do this now that's over you've had time to reflect your ears i'd say they're a pretty good part of your body to pick up the sort of sounds and stuff and i reckon maybe they would be useful you know after you finished with your use with them which brings me to young ham's question which is if you had to donate your body to science what part would you think would be the most useful and which part would they just incinerate immediately i don't think there's anything particularly remarkable about any part of my body so i feel that my most important contribution to science would probably be my body being yeeted into the incinerator perhaps using some sort of medieval siege weapon the entire thing just like flailing around like an empty tracksuit just flung by a trebuchet into a fire and people clapping when the inevitable fuel wars occur i think we should use if you're one of the first to perish i will make sure that your body is put into a trebuchet set on fire and thrown at the enemy yep how's that sound sounds great love it my most useful part upon much consideration is probably my liver because people always need livers, and mine seems to be exceptionally good at filtering out alcohol. Testament to that is I could probably count the amount of bad hangovers I've had on both my hands. Uh, regular hangovers, maybe if I'm naked. I don't really get bad hangovers. If, if I do, they don't last all day. So you've got a very yeah. rugged liver. As for my most useless part, my shonky, messy ankles. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh boy. Oh, boy, yeah, they can go, get straight in the sea. They're weak, weird-looking, and defy physics. Sure, they help me walk, but also seem to be cursed into clumsiness. Get right in the bin. Do not pass go. Do not collect £200. Get in the bin. What we do is we cut my legs off. Replace your legs with some sort of track system. Put the feet in the, the trebuchet along with your body. So they just get like a pair of really random feet. Just like, are they mutated twiglets what's happening here like what's what's happened and they're small as well for a guy who's six foot tall i should not have size eight feet because that doesn't help with my height because that's why i fall over loads because my feet aren't long enough to support my frame <laughs> you need to sort of lengthen your feet with some sort of foot longer <laughs> yeah it's not just not very long just uh sort of at night just hit them with hammers gently <laughs> just to flatten them and straighten them and lengthen them uh, that sounds like a lot of pain for very little gain. I mean, that sounds like more pain than what I'd go through if I randomly twist my ankles, which I occasionally do. But that's like once a year or not even that. Yeah, I didn't twist my ankles at all in 2020. Go me, because yeah. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> well, you know, we did go somewhere and you fell over a rock. Yeah, I'm permanently <laughs> like, scarred because of it. So there you go, young ham. I would donate my liver and get rid of my ankles and Alex would just get rid of his entire self but at the same time donating himself yeah, so, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm donating entertainment donate to entertainment because boring Alice let's lose things in shadows behind cars and realize that boring Alice is boring so one of the things that Sam is well known for and so now I'm somehow well known for is story time <laughs> I don't like this intro. These are a collection of stories because I can't write a long essay about 
one thing in my life because seemingly I can't remember stories. Wait a second. Could you just wait? There's something that I need to go grab. Okay. Do you remember a few episodes ago, Navi asked us what food would be improved with the addition of pineapple? I have made toast with Marmite. Before we tuck into Alex's story time. I'm going to tuck into this abomination. It's so soggy. (laughs) What does the man from Del Monte say? It's actually really nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really nice. Like because I put so much marmite on it, I think. The toast is quite dry because it's been cooked for an hour. No, that's actually really good. I'm actually genuinely surprised. There you go, Navi. The addition of pineapple to marmite on toast, solid five out of seven. Congratulations, you've devised a delicious snack. Sounds moist, glistening. That time advertising really worked. B and I were waiting for a flight. Something we have all enjoyed from time to time. And for a part of that enjoyable time, we both sat down. Mindlessly waiting, mindlessly sitting, our eyes were drawn to a screen with colourful moving images. Round and round the sequence played, showing scenes of sun, sand, people and places. I got another slice. Yeah, fine. <laughs> just, just folds around your face. We didn't try to look away too hard. After all, what else did we have to do? After a while we moved on to go sit somewhere else. But one thing did stick. Our next holiday was to Mexico, because, yeah, advertising really does work. When did you go to Mexico? Ages ago. I do not remember that. No? I don't know why I would remember that, but I knew you went to New Zealand. Yeah, it's when we were waiting for that flight. That was their idea, they deliberately delayed your flight. Was the trip to Mexico good then? Yeah, it's like one of them really low effort, sit around a pool style holidays. I went to Zante, we stayed in a hotel. Mm. I don't know how many stars they would rate it out of. Stars! It was a serviceable hotel. Yeah, I remember sitting by the pool reading a book in the shade because it was fucking hot, unsurprisingly. And some boisterous young men, boys, (laughs) turned up at our our pool. This was the quiet pool and they were obnoxiously loud. One of them had a little speaker thing which they were playing some obnoxious music on and he was like, it's waterproof and threw it in the pool. Jumped in the pool, grabbed it. Did this a couple more times and then it stopped working. Ha! Karma. Yeah, it's not waterproof. It's water resistant. But throwing it in the pool was a stupid idea because you're an idiot. And then they went away. Apart from that slight mishap, that sounds like a pretty nice holiday. Hot as hell all the time. Hot as hell. Next story. Going back a little further into my past. This is, I was probably in my teenage years when this happened. That time I sprayed water on high voltage equipment. Oh God, Alex. This is a real big brain moment. Many years ago, I acquired a 70s portable black and white television. Reassuringly heavy and solidly constructed, it served a younger self quite well until I had something better to replace it with. What was interesting was it had a hybrid thermionic valve, or vacuum tubes as the Yanks call it, and transistor design. This was the start at the time, because some high voltage amplifiers just couldn't be done with silicon, so I kept on using valves in them. I was like, hmm, interesting. I was interested in valves and I never really had any to play around with at that time, so... I proceeded to dismantle this television and take all the parts I wanted out of it. Sounds familiar. (laughs) What a surprise. I extracted the parts I wanted to use, including the valves and the power supplies. Fortunate for me, I did not know how to get the flyback transformer working outside of the telly, so I didn't do anything with that. But I digress. Sometime later, having found the data sheets for the valves, I tried building an audio amplifier using the, the pentode valve that the TV used to drive the speaker with. I had no idea why it used that, it just had it and I was like, oh, actually this could be useful. <laughs> not having an output transformer suitable, I ended up using uh, something not very not suitable. In this case, the, the power transformer out of a lamp. 
that was an Ikea lamp. I believe it was sort of a blue or a purple, you know, in the style of like a G3 Mac. Mm. You know, the ones where they're really colourful and sort of plasticky. It had that kind of look. It was a little halogen thing. You okay? No! <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd eaten all the hot beans out of this, but I just ate two of the hottest ones. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why, um, why you do continue. this? I wanted something dessert-like to finish my totally savoury lunch that I had. So I used the power transformer, which is just a big block of iron and copper out of this lamp. The reason why the lamp was no longer a lamp is because it buzzed and it was annoying. So I was like, I'm going to dismantle this. Good idea. But somehow, against all odds, the circuit somehow worked. I'd made myself a little Class A valve amplifier. It was a couple of watts. So I was plugged in some headphones. As I listened to some music, probably up a very simple MP3 player, like, you know, the stick jobbies. With the pile of parts in my lap, I had noticed how warm the valve was getting. In total absence of intellect, I decided to spray water on the valve. This did not go well. <laughs> Valves are made of glass, and as their American name suggests, they contain a vacuum. Did I mention that the working voltage was mains voltage? <clears throat> Hot glass, cold water, a vacuum, and high voltages led to a did not go well. Did it explode? <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll see. The glass immediately cracked, sucked in water and air, and proceeded to produce a light show that was from the ionizing molecules. As blues, pinks, purples and other colours danced around inside the glass, the realisation that it did not go well was occurring right in my lap. <laughs> oh, God! I managed to switch off the power supply before the whole thing set on fire and tripped any fuses. I don't spray valves with water anymore. You came so close to losing your knob. It was a, a spicy moment. You watched it slowly unfurling, just like, oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was a, a complete lack of intellect at that point. I was like, oh, uh, what have I done? Water on hot glass. That's not going to go wrong yeah. at any point. Hot glass contains a vacuum. Good effort. Good effort. <laughs> Definitely good effort. A pigeon wanted to be in my car. Picture the scene. It's summer. A pleasant summer's day. And I'm driving. A cool breeze whips around me as I have all the windows open. And I'm on my way to somewhere. I can't really remember. It might have been the supermarket. I slow to take the first exit on a roundabout to get onto a bypass road and start to take a turn as something catches my eye in the left-hand side of the car. At that very moment that I had started to begin my turn, a pigeon emerged from a bush, flying with much gusto towards my car. I could not evade. The pigeon drew closer, ever closer. And bang! The bird struck my car. I could see a <laughs> cloud of feathers in my mirror. Oh, no. But I kept driving. I checked my car once I'd parked up and there was a single feather stuck in the rubber seal around the back passenger side window. Still amazed yeah. I didn't spend the rest of that journey with some or all of that pigeon in my car. Yeah. It hits just in front of like the C pillar between so a space about <laughs> this big between the open window and the back of the car. That was good bad luck because I suppose if the pigeon ended up in your car it would have freaked you the fuck out you'd probably have crashed <laughs> it would have gone all over the place or if part of it had sort of missed the door the window frame I would have just had meat and feathers in the car just like over the back of me it's like cool that was a uh, such an early prototype of the dead fast pigeon that we didn't even know what that was at the time you know it prototypes for a reason yeah <laughs> it didn't work whoops <laughs> whoopsie doodle final story when it snowed in April and I was not prepared I used to travel across the UK for work one project had me in Dundee for a number of months, and the journey up there involved flying from London City Airport to a local airport just outside of town. Weather down south for the time of the year was quite pleasant. Deceptively so, as it turned out. I packed lightly for my flight, mainly because I couldn't take much baggage and I had to drag it about with me. I had a, a case, I know it was about yay big. It was big enough to keep like a laptop and a couple of changes of clothes in, because otherwise I'd have to spend actually kind of a lot of money to carry more, and I just didn't need it most of the time. 
he says. One uneventful train DLR flight on a tiny plane later, I was at Dundee Airport. Arranged to get an evening flight, so it was dark when I landed. This plane was, it was like, how many people could you fit in it? Like 20 people? If you don't like turbulence, don't get on a small plane. Duly noted. I... <laughs> As you know from the fact that your dad's plane is like, oh look, someone's <laughs> farted. Now the plane is going to make you feel like you want to die. Dundee Airport is about the size of your typical Weatherspoons pub. It's not a big airport. You can see the baggage handlers throwing, literally you can see their hands throwing your bags through a little hatch in the wall to the outside world to where you collect your baggage. So I headed off in the direction of town after collecting my bags, aware that it was the air was cool and the sky was clear. Next morning, having woken up in a hotel so unremarkable that I can't even remember anything about it, <laughs> I looked outside. Snow. Endless, uh -huh. relentless snow. <laughs> had I packed for this? No. Was anything I had even remotely suitable? Also, no. <laughs> Nevertheless, I got ready for the as best as I could and walked out into the one of the worst ten minutes walks of my life. <laughs> oh God! It was the first of April. Nature had played a fine joke on me. <laughs> it, yeah, it was just snowing constantly, and like you couldn't see anything. And there was a time I put my sunglasses on because it was the only thing I had to stop the snow getting in my eyes. <laughs> I had a suit because work. And I had a jacket that was kind of warm, but it was definitely in no way waterproof. So I, I think I put it on underneath my suit jacket so it would keep me somewhat warm. But still, I was horrendously cold and I had like smart shoes. So trying to walk was very, very difficult. Snow in April is almost unheard of here, isn't it? <laughs> I think a couple of years back we had it. Oh, yeah. The climate's all over the place at the mm. moment, you know, like... What with COVID and everything, it just doesn't know what time to get up anymore. So, climate's been in its pajamas for the last 18 months. It's... <laughs> what year? What year? So, there you go. Uh, Some stories. A quattro of stories. A quadro. A quartet. There we go. Got it. Got it. A quartet of stories about you making unwise decisions and a wise decision, actually. One of them was you making a wise decision, which was going to Mexico. With the snow thing, I thought you were going to go in a completely different direction, but as far as I'm aware, you've never crashed your car in the snow. No. Which. I was going around a roundabout, coming around it, and I just picked up a bit too much speed, and then my car just went sideways, so I drifted out of that. Well, you know, going round and round roundabouts, if I noticed that in the middle of some roundabouts, especially in Ashford, there's like random statues and whatnot. Some of them are quite cluttered. Much like a roundabout, all of my clutter is contained within a certain area, and I've delved into the roundabout of my clutter area and pulled out some clutter for this segment. <laughs> So I've got three things. Okay. A triptych of clutter. A trio. Now the trio. The first is, as promised, the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. It's very Looking shiny. So it's a Dell mouse. It's got a wheelie thing. Wheel. Uh, it's got an optic, so it's not completely fucking useless. I should use this more when I'm editing because it's actually a bit more useful than my horrid trackpad, which does what it wants sometimes. Yeah, I don't know why or how you can use a trackpad to do anything apart from the most lightweight of computering. I don't know. I've just grew up with a laptop. So anyway, this mouse, this mouse, one of the directors of the company mm. that I work for was just doing a big old clear out because we refurbished one of the rooms that we use printing equipment in. And uh, it was like, well, I'm going to throw this away. I was like, well, does it work? He was like, yeah. 
I was like, why are you throwing it away then? I'll, I'll have it. I will have your junk and clutter. But interestingly enough, I don't have it with me because I didn't take it. But in the same draw as this, there was a UK television show, Gladiators, VHS cassette of two of the episodes from season three, I think. Uh, literally worth pence. But why was it at work in a printing company? Why was it there? But anyway, I got a mouse. It works. It's good. I've only used it about three times. It's better to play video games with a mouse than a trackpad, obviously. But I don't really have a place to put it most times so i have to do a little convoluted setup if i want to use my mouse i don't think i can hang it like put it around your neck like some sort of pendant that's a good idea cable's too long it doesn't work and i don't want to choke you're, myself you're gonna have to tie it for it to really stay in a, in a right place there we go, there we go. <laughs> well done second bit of clutter yep my late father used to play the guitar as a hobby and he had quite an interesting effects pedal which i inherited along with his guitar and it is this, the Ibanez Tube Screamer, which oh, yeah. you will recognize quite a lot because I actually gave this to you for a while because it was broken. The stompy bit was broken and I think you might have fixed it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I can't remember if it's a TS9 or a... It's a TS9. Yeah, there we go. TS9. Yes. And it's a bit worse for wear, but it sounds lovely when you actually use it properly. Very well known if you play guitar. It's at least 30 odd years old. They, they've reissued that version loads of times. Yeah, but this is an original. It might actually be worth something one day, which is actually originally why I kept hold of it before I learned to play the guitar. I was like, well, it's probably worth something. Sentimentally, definitely. Obviously, I'm not just going to flog all my dead dad's stuff, mm. but it's a tube screamer. It's It sounds good. I sold my electric guitar several years ago before I moved up to Nottingham, so it just kind of sits in my cupboard now, making no noise whatsoever. We could find a way of putting a kazoo through it. The final one, the best for last, I guess. This. This Olympus AZ-1 Camedia digital camera. This is not the original model. I bought this off eBay. Okay. <laughs> I did a U. I bought this off eBay. Do you buy because two because one, I... one of them was broken? Yeah. One of them was broken. This one is fully functional and it didn't cost too much money. Earlier this year, hmm. lockdown, I was like, oh, I miss the old camera and I remembered fondly how it used to take really good photos for the time. It doesn't really hold up anymore because it's a 3.2 megapixel camera <laughs> and the read-write speed on the memory card is agonizing i've got a 512 megabyte one in there at the moment only because oh god the clicky anything doesn't work Oops. that's the thing i've i've actually yes i did have to doctor this can you see there's a toothpick on there okay yeah i put that over there so when you close the lid it actually pushes, pushes it the yeah. into its housing so it is a little bit broken but it still takes pictures but when i put the two gigabyte card in there it had to read it for how much space it's got on there mm. and it took a minute to do that <laughs> back in its day i like 2005 is when I got the first iteration of that camera and I took so many photos and the great thing was it had like a, a firework mode on it and you could use the flash in conjunction with it which meant you could do light paintings with it. Yeah. it. It made me take photography more seriously as a hobby which I kept up until about three years ago where I've just kind of stopped again <laughs> because this is a legacy. This camera or the camera of this type, the other one of which is still in that cupboard mm. over there. This is the reason why I like doing video and photos because it has a video mode as well on it. Like there's a little switch on the on the side that you switch from photo to video. Yeah. And that was an eBay find as well to, to rekindle my teenage years. That's my clutter. It's not as cluttery as yours, I suppose. He says wearing a fucking Dell mouse around his... It's slowly slipping down. There you go. It's been justified. And I leave you, the audience, to be the judge of whether it's any good. And Alex, I leave you to ask the final question. This is your final question. How many olives do you think is enough? And what would change your mind? I don't like olives, so zero would be enough. And 
what would change my mind is if olives didn't taste like olives. Is it all olives you don't like? Black olives are probably the worst because mm. they have that kind of it's the texture as well. I just when they're on the pizza, just I can immediately tell it's got that kind of it fills my mouth with what feels like fart gas. It's not good. Like green olives are okay. I prefer olive oil because that's a completely different thing entirely, really. Yeah. To me, but like. I just I don't get along with the taste of olives and people have said oh it's an acquired taste yeah yeah but I don't want to acquire the taste I'm <laughs> okay thank you what about you how many olives do you think is enough so somewhere between one and maybe 30 and 40 how many olives can Alex fit in his mouth <laughs> let's <laughs> find out, find out. there you go <laughs> exactly yeah I don't have any olives to hand to do such an experiment uh, also I'd probably um, shrivel up like some sort of desiccated husk of a human uh, if I put too many in my mouth yes we don't want to have a repetition of you almost choking to death on beans <laughs> on a... so to, to finish off the answer what would change my mind well like you if I hated olives that would change my mind but I don't I acquired that taste as an adult if you know a child that likes olives there's something wrong with them they're not a child they're, they're not a child they're not a child <laughs> you have to get in this bin bag are you a boy are you a man get in the bag boy bag just, it's actually just got boys washed up from the sea just a massive bag just jangling around and sort of floating clank get ground into a fine paste by the massive boys in the bag God, and sounds anyway horrific. anyway and that's it for this week we, we did, did it. it i did it as you and you did it as me or something we are something family i don't know <laughs> i've got all my massive boys in a bag in me you can share our confusion by watching always an adventure podcast on youtube and slightly fewer confusions fewer fewer confusions by listening to us on spotify but never zero if you head over to twitter at triple a underscore alex sam many plops both literal and metaphorical weight as ever Thanks for listening and providing questions. Why not try answering some of them yourself in the comments, or indeed asking some? Go on, ask. And of course, happy Octo birthdays to yourself, Alex, to Ginger Bean, Retis, Ricky, and my dear brother, Asabe, who failed to ask a question this week, but he had a real good excuse. His motorbike got stolen, and he's really fucked off, obviously, because mm. he just got that bike. It doesn't matter how new or old your bike is. If it's stolen, it's stolen. It's still terrible, but it must be a real fucking... Ugh. And it's his sole means of getting to and from work. It's just like, you inconsiderate fucking Jeb end. Anyway, to lighten the mood a little bit, I'm going to tell you a little story about my brother. When we were much younger, we were with some friends down Wittershire Woodland. Very nice, expansive, vast woodland full of lots of trees. Is normally what happens in woodland. And what also happens in woodlands sometimes is that you need to take a shit. Of course. And, well, sometimes you're too far away from your own home to run home and take a shit. So what you have to do, much like my brother, is run behind a tree, the privacy of a tree. <laughs> a singular tree. Uh, and then pinch a loaf behind said tree. Unfortunately, the tree that he chose was halfway up a steep bank. <laughs> so, cue a sizable turd unceremoniously lolloping towards us from up on high. As we all laughed at him. After it all died down, he was like, uh, are there any dock leaves down there so I can wipe my bum? You're welcome, A.C. Now everyone knows about your... Woodland poo faux pas. Lolloping shit rolling. Right, well, on that note, <laughs> on that brown note, really is it for now. See you next time for some spoopy guff, guff, guff plex. So take care, take care, take care.
Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat thunder. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat thunder. 